friends, we're so excited to share this episode with you. We're always looking to bring you information on innovative products or ideas, and that's what this is. Today, Grant speaks to Greg Scott and Matt Kotak from Manulift, who's the exclusive Canadian distributor of the Merlot Telehandler, which is the epitome of innovation. If you like talking about equipment, you're going to love this episode. And if you're interested in learning how to do more faster on your job sites, then you will want to hear what Greg and Mac have to say. So here's Grant's conversation with Greg and Mac from Manulift. On today's Next to Presents podcast, I have the pleasure of having a conversation with Greg Scott and Mac Kotak from Manulift. Guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today. Thanks very much for having us, Grant. Pleasure to be here, Grant. Thanks so much. Uh, the reason we've invited you on the podcast is because Manulift has an innovative piece of equipment that I think all landscapers need to think about and demo before buying their next loader or skid steer. I was able to visit the Manulift head office in Stony Creek a couple weeks ago by invitation. I was so impressed with the facility, but even more impressed with the Merlot piece of equipment you guys sell. I wanted to take today as a recap of the conversation we had. So with that being said, just to start us off, guys, I just want to uh, ask each one of you, how and when did you guys get involved in the landscape industry? So Greg, can you start us off? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my becoming involved in the landscape industry really comes with my role at, at Manulift. We do have, at Manulift have uh, territory managers that are specifically dedicated to uh, the construction industry, framers, roofers, glazers, uh, uh, masons, industries of that nature, whereas Mackenzie and I are focused on uh, industry, agriculture, with a large component, one of the biggest components being uh, the landscape, snow removal, and property maintenance verticals. Okay. And how about yourself, Mac? What's your history? Um, so I grew up with a, a, my dad, he was a contractor. Um, so he did all sorts of things from home expansion to landscape construction. So I'd be sort of thrown on any job uh, as uh, sort of growing up, whether it would be, you know, cutting the lawn, uh, spreading mulch, uh, and then getting into some heavier stuff like placing armor stone with some equipment and whatnot. Um, and then I guess from there, moved on to a few different companies in the sales side of things. Found myself at a fence rental company that also rented out equipment. So again, a lot of interaction um, with landscapers, um, with snow removal companies, and then finally found my uh, my sort of passion and where uh, where I feel the most comfortable and happy in is uh, now with uh, Manulift, where, um, as Greg said as well, um, we specialize or our role we're specializing in that uh, landscape um, landscape side of things as well as snow removal. Awesome. So a question for each one of you. Uh, how long have you uh, been at Manulift and kind of what is your role? Uh, obviously, you're both in sales, but can you give us a little breakdown of the areas you service and, and that type of thing? Yeah, I can start, I can start that off, Grant. Uh, so um, I've been at Manulift for an over, over a year. It's Greg, and uh, I'm responsible for basically the, the western portion of, uh, of um, uh, I guess you call it uh, the GTA, uh, basically west of here, Ontario Street, uh, Port Credit up to Orangeville. Um, and, and, and like I said, uh, with a, a strong emphasis on working with uh, landscapers, uh, property maintenance companies, as well as uh, snow removal companies for bringing our, uh, our, our equipment solution to them. And how about you, Mark? Uh, thanks, Grant. Um, same, uh, same, same sort of uh, role for the most part as Greg, of course, but uh, pretty much take yourself here, Ontario, all the way out east. Um, and same situation. I'm a territory manager. 
uh, really focusing on, you know, building great relationships and partnerships with companies that are small, large, all in that landscaping industry, property maintenance uh, and snow removal. Okay. I was um, unfamiliar with Manulift. Um, I, I had heard of Merlot before, but uh, uh, Greg, can you give us a bit of a history lesson on Manulift and, uh, and then kind of break down into the Merlot machine itself? Yeah, absolutely. I could do that for sure. So Manulift is an organization uh, born in the 70s, uh, originating from Quebec City uh, and then expanding into Montreal. Originally, they had brought a uh, traditional style of telehandler into Canada um, and then up uh, and about the 2003 mark, um, it was uh, by one of their current customers, they were made aware, our president was made aware of this uh, amazing, innovative and revolutionary brand uh, over in Europe called Merlot. So they traveled over there and that's where basically the rest is the, his history. That is when the, the partnership was born and ever since that point, Manulift has been the uh, sole distributor of the Merlot brand uh, within Canada, coast to coast. Uh, Merlot itself is, a, again, a, a family-run organization just like Manulift is. Uh, and they were actually born in the 60s and have always been ahead of the game in improving their, their product. There's basically two main uh, t chassis types for these uh, pieces of equipment that Merlot produces. Uh, one of them is a fixed chassis four-wheel steer with a telescopic boom, of course. And then the other is a rotating telehandler, uh, which ro can rotate 360 degrees on a turret, all designed to bring more efficiency to operations in construction, um, but also in landscaping and uh, agriculture. So the one thing I was really surprised with, Greg, and if we can address this, is that the Merlot, when I was at your office there, um, Merlot has a big presence in the agricultural world. Um, and I guess I would have never expected that. You know, you see them in the construction industry, but um, yeah, I guess there is a focus on agricultural and landscape. Um, so can you kind of uh, break that out for us a bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when you, when you, when you hear the term telehandler, uh, typically you think of a machine that sits on a construction site and, and is just intended to take material from the ground level up to a, 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 any given story. Uh, where again, Merlot has, has taken that concept and, and really uh, blended it with other types of machinery, uh, such as a tractor or a loader or a skid steer or sometimes all of them, uh, to make a, a high performance unit that is, that is designed for uh, many different types of tasks, whether it's on the forks, but also on, on, on with bucket work, anything from the from the horsepower to different uh, to separate uh, hydraulic cylinders to the robustness of its of, of its engineering, all these little things add up to a machine that can bring a higher productivity to your business, not only in year one of the investment, but also you know in years five and ten. That's awesome. Um, Matt, can you help us address um, the advantages of a Merlot over maybe a large frame skidster and a small, um, small air, uh, articulating loader? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So again, you know, we're, we're all about really finding the right machine for the right job. Um, in a lot of cases, the skid steer, it's, it's, the great, it's a great machine for that job. But in a lot of cases as well, you know, the telehandler, the, the compact unit in particular, our 27.6 um, is, is totally a beast when it comes to um, doing bucket work, unloading, um, anything that you would do potentially with a skid steer on site, but would probably be able to do a lot faster uh, and quicker with a, uh, with a telehandler, with our smallest unit. 
So we can sort of break it out into the fact that um, in terms of the size, the phys physical size of, you know, uh, maybe a larger skid steer versus our smallest unit, you're pretty much on par. There's maybe a couple uh, feet, give or take, uh, in terms of uh, the front of the unit going sort of wheel to wheel, simply just uh, making room for your bucket or your forks or whatever the attachment might be on the end. Um, but capacity. So capacity, you're looking at two to three times more capacity than a bucket. On a skid steer, maybe you're putting a half yard, maybe max a yard bucket on there. Um, well, with our unit, you can put, you know, anywhere from a yard bucket all the way up to a four, five yard, even six yard bucket. Um, so it means, you know, handling more material, uh, getting that job done uh, as opposed to doing it with sort of three back and forth trips, doing it with one trip with the Merlot. Um, reach, of course, another very, very huge advantage. Um, when you're uh, using a skid steer, of course, you know, reaching to the top to maybe a triaxle or a truck trying to dump in. Depending on the skid steer, some may be able to make it, but a lot of the time you're, it's a bit of a stretch and trying to get up close enough to actually dump that bucket into your, uh, into your truck becomes a little bit difficult. With the, uh, with the telehandler, the Merlot telehandler, you have 20 feet of reach on the smallest model. I mean, we go all the way up to 120 feet. Um, but again, there's ranges. So on the smallest model, you're looking at 20 feet. So that, that gap in between, you know, dumping material into a truck or let's say unloading um, a, uh, a flatbed from one side, as opposed to going from one side, going around to the other, unloading your material, going to the other side, unloading your material. Um, you can do things a lot quicker with that reach. Um, visibility, another real big one. Um, getting in a skid steer, you have, of course, either arm uh, to your left and to your right, pretty tough to see um, unless you have that bucket above your head. And then, of course, out your back, um, you have your counterweight and your engine. So you're sitting, uh, you're sitting um, with a, not the most visibility when you're working on a tight site when safety becomes an issue. Um, of course, getting in and out of there, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot more comfort when you're hopping into um, the 27.6, the Merlot telehandler. It's as simple as hopping up. It's, it's easier than getting in... Uh, in your car most of the time. Um, and uh, of course, comfort and safety with, uh, with the unit. If you're going to be in that unit for, you know, hours on end throughout the day, um, you know, a, a happy worker makes a more efficient worker. Uh, and we're all about that. And then of course, safety. Um, safety is a huge, huge aspect for us. So whether it's the safety me uh, measures and parameters um, on the machine, um, the Merlot telehandler overall just really tries to make less accidents on site, um, and prevent the uh, operator from, you know, potentially going too far and maybe making a mistake on site. But yeah, in, in conclusion, overall, skid steer versus the uh, Merlot telehandler, the 27.6, you're looking at bigger capacity, obviously more reach, you have more visibility, uh, and of course, comfort and safety. As well, the, uh, uh, that was awesome, Mac. The, the, the ground speed as well, you're able to travel um, not only uh, from point A to point B twice as fast, uh, but also uh, travel on the road as they are uh, per permitted to travel on road at up to 40 kilometers an hour. Um, can you talk about the one surprising thing I saw when I was at the yard was the ability to push snow with it. So um, you guys do have some winter programs in effect there. So can you explain the Merlot benefits for a winter program for these contractors? Yeah, Greg, if you don't mind, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll spearhead this one and then hop on in Absolutely. if you think I'm missing anything. Um, so the way that the Merlot is engineered, it's, it's quite unique in that, um, again, you sort of look at a telehandler, a lot of guys think, okay, uh, that thing, how are you going to put a bucket on the front of that? Or how are you going to put a box plow? Um, or, or, you know, any type of plow, a metal plus, an HLA, whatever it might be. You're thinking, eh, 
you know, with the boom, it, it might be a little bit flimsy. It might not be as strong uh, or robust. But again, the way that the Merlot is engineered, um, the boom itself, it's cold bent and then welded at the weakest point. And then you have four anchor points at the back of that, uh, of that telehandler, which are taking a lot of the force. Um, so let's say you have your bucket or let's say you have your plow on the front of the unit. Um, again, with the quick attach, you can swap from a bucket to a plow very, very quickly. Um, let's say you have that plow on the front of the telehandler. You're taking force of your snow. Um, as you're pushing it forward, you have a hydrostatic transmission. So you're getting full power as you're moving through, collecting more and more snow um, in the front of that bucket. And the great thing is that as the snow is collected in the front of the bucket, it will then push back into, let's say, the elbow of the, uh, of the boom um, at the back of the telehandler. And then that will force the back tires down. And given that the center of gravity is right beneath the operator's chair, uh, in the center of the unit, it's then going to transfer that weight that is being pushed to the back of the boom to the front tires, giving you more traction um, and, uh, and and more traction on the ground to push and continue to push, you know, a uh, hundred, even 200 foot um, uh, lot without reducing any sort of speed or uh, continuing to, you know, pick up more and more snow. Um, Greg, you have anything to add? No, absolutely, Mac. That that was fantastic. And you know, when we when we talk to uh, to business owners and, and and operators, and you know, what's important when you're looking at at your uh, at your snow contracts, and you know, re reducing the number of machines on site, um, you know, the speed in which you can get the job done. You know, obviously, the the quicker while still being safe, uh, the the better. Um, and uh, you know, comfort for the for the operator, and we are very confident. Uh, you know, these machines are proven to tick off all those boxes. Uh, given you know, you've got a, a compact, fuel efficient machine uh, that can uh, push. Uh, you know, with, you know, twice as as better as as your skid steer or compact loader, uh, but also you know, reach those triaxles for your relocation. Um, it's definitely something that uh, that that is worth looking into. Yeah, so when you guys invited me down there to Stony Creek, um, it was amazing just to see the engineering on the machine and just to see how the just the physics of that whole thing works. And yeah, it did. Like the more weight you seem to put on that bucket, the more traction it should get. Um, just the way they've engineered. So Merlot's done an excellent job with that. Um, yeah, and you can see it in the quality of work and the fit and finish and and just how they thought about where everything goes. So I was really impressed with that. So hey, well, um, and on that point. On that point, Grant, I just wanted to mention as well, uh, having you there, I know we had mentioned to you, it, it's, it's pretty cool. We have a couple customers, you know, that of course they'll have either a compact loader or, you know, a skid steer. Uh, and we had one of our customers uh, who will remain unmentioned. <laughs> um, we had them put their compact loader against uh, their 33.7. And it was just sort of incredible. It was about a hundred foot stretch. Um, and you could see maybe at about uh, maybe 30, 40, maybe 50 feet in, um, the compact loader started to just take a little bit more of that force and it started to push a little bit slower. Nonetheless, definitely still pushing. Um, but the, with the Merlot, again, the way that it's engineered with this hydrostatic transmission uh, and the physics of, uh, of that boom pushing down onto the ground, it just continued to go the same speed and continue to push that, uh, that, big, that big amount of snow. Oh, that's awesome. So the great thing that um, I appreciate both of you is that you have a passion for the landscape industry and you guys are talking to contractors every day. Uh, you guys are in all kinds of businesses. You're talking to them, you're interacting with them. Um, so just love your feedback for you to share this with our listeners about what do you see from the outside? Um, our industry changing post COVID-19. 
Um, I, I could take that one. I mean, I definitely think, obviously, with, you know, COVID-19 and as, as you know, things do start to, uh, I guess, get better, um, you know, business definitely, it's not as usual. Um, but, I mean, at the same time as well, the show, you know, it must go on. Um, you know, I think that some landscapers, uh, some business owners, they're going to be coming out of this a little more careful, of course. Um, but I think a lot of them as well are going to be taking some risks and some smart risks at that, really taking advantages um, of some of those opportunities that COVID has presented, whether, you know, it's interest rates, uh, machine availability, sort of reassessing their operations to make it more fluid, you know, looking for potentially a better machine that can provide more vers versatility, uh, more efficiency on site, um, really trying to make operations on site um, a lot more impactful and getting more bang for their buck I think you know staff of course may be a little more limited but those staffs that are on site you can easily keep them busy uh, and make sure that they have full hours and again with a unit uh, not to shamelessly plug our unit in there but uh, um, to uh, to have a unit that could be on site that can do bucket work that can do snow removal that you can put forks on you know that you can put a variety of different attachments on the front of, uh, you know, it, it, it sort of provides that, that new opportunity to, uh, if we're going to deal with a new normal, it, it, there's tons of opportunity to capitalize on. Yeah, just to, just to add that, I, I think uh, this situation has, has really made it uh, very evident that in addition to having a, a great product and a, and a great service, you also have to um, have a well-run and a financially sound business to survive uh, and come out of these types of uh, occurrences, uh, whether it's this one or, or in the in the future, uh, come out come out strong and, and be able to uh, to be resistant to them, and and that uh, you know again comes from having um, you know, well-run organization, sound financial books, and and uh, you know leveraging services like yourself uh, that you that you provide, Grant, uh, making sure that uh, you know every facet of the organization is is as it should not just what's going out uh, in the field. So I think there's uh, that's been more relevant now than ever. Okay, that's awesome. So again, you guys get to see um, inside or I guess from the outside of so many uh, landscape companies, big, small, uh, all across Ontario, uh, which Ontario is an amazing market for so many contractors. Um, so what do you think is one piece of advice that a young landscape professional uh, should hear, I guess, or should take away if you're kind of visiting someone? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, again, just kind of bring it back to the beginning. Manulift, we here are, are specialists in what we do uh, at, with Merlot. Uh, and Merlot specialist in the telehandler uh, in their in, in their product. So we really take the time uh, to work with uh, those business owners and operators and contractors to help them understand the, the financial side uh, and impact of their investment, both uh, performance-wise and how the machine's going to perform, but also what their investment's going to do for them uh, over the next five to ten years and, and how it's going to pay their business back. And I think that's important for the for the young business owners of today is to uh, respect what's happened in the past, learn from, you know, the, those older generations in, in their practice, but also keep an open mind and, and, and look to those more innovative ways of, of doing things, whether that's with, with our machine or leveraging software that's available to organize your business, just really keeping that open mind and, and respecting those, you know, the traditional methods, but also uh, looking for, uh, you know, outside the box to, uh, to kind of write your own, uh, write your own book and walk your own path. 
No, that's good. I think I do appreciate the history part and then just respecting that, right? And then Merlot and Manulif has a great history that you guys are respecting. Uh, and I saw that even the front when you walk into your uh, in your waiting area there, the owner of uh, Manulif or Merlot is there and just saying about that type of stuff. So that was awesome. So, uh, Mac, how about you? One piece of advice you think a landscape professional could hear right now that you see? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think Greg really hit the nail on the head there. Um, but again, I think I think it's uh, as corny as it may sound. It's to believe in yourself. You know, it's likely that a lot of these guys uh, and women, these they've gotten there for a reason. Um, so you know, keep practicing that same sort of behavior. You know, understand your problem and don't have no shame. You know, you don't. You know, asking for help is not a problem. Asking for advice, it's uh, it's always worth it. Um, you know, again, I think that a lot of these landscapers, these uh, these owners, these business owners, or these uh, um, landscape con- construction companies, they've gotten there because of a reason. It's because they're driven. They've learned from their mistakes. They've you know taken risks. Some they've learned from. Some have paid off. So it's just to sort of you know keep pushing yourself and uh, adapt. You're you're here for a reason. That's great uh, feedback for, for our listeners. So, so I'm going to put you two in the hot seat, a couple of personal questions. Uh, so Greg, we'll start out with you. Uh, who or what are you currently learning from? Uh, so that could be business or professionally. Oh, geez. Um, I just finished a really great book. Uh, it actually was called Selling from the Heart. And, you know, being in sales and, and it, you, there's always, you know, trainings that you go through and, and some, some of it can be uh, a little, uh, you know, you want to, stay away from being too robotic right and and this this book was great it was by uh, again selling from the heart by by larry levine and it just really was a reminder to stay authentic and 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 be true to and, you know as corny as it sounds be true to what you're believing and what you're passionate in but number one is always have that desire to help your customers move forward in their business so it was uh, it was an excellent read and uh, i'm really, really happy just to have finished it We'll link that book in the show notes for those of you who want to take a look at it. So, Mac, what about you? What's uh, what are you learning from these days? Uh, again, I probably would say I'm learning a lot, even just from sort of the socio-economic situation we're in right now. I mean, uh, with COVID nineteen um, being around, it's it's really affected absolutely everyone, regardless of business, regardless of you know role, uh, whoever you are. It's really just it, it's sort of uh, it's hit everyone. Um, and, you know, just sort of understanding those limitations that definitely are there, but also capitalizing on the opportunities. It's sort of in my role, seeing a lot of guys saying, okay, you know, this is a great opportunity to, to take advantage of these interest rates or take advantage of, you know, this opportunity, the, this loan that the government is giving out. Um, I'm learning that these companies are resilient. The, the partners that we work with, the clients that we work with, these guys are really, really resilient. They understand their business. They understand when to strike and when, let's say, they do even make mistakes. There's still time to sort of pick things up and, and reapply uh, and sort of aim for that next level. And, and I'm really seeing it, um, I guess, as well. Uh, I'm definitely learning more and more and more from our customers. I learn from our customers. I learn from our clients. Um, again, I always like to say it's a partnership. I don't like them being simply our customers. It's more it's, it's our clients. We're partners. Um, where, you know, we can help one another. I, I want to, I, of course, I want to sell you a machine, but I want to make sure that that machine does, uh, does what I say it do, uh, does and, you know, make sure that uh, it, it does what it needs to do on site and helps you make your business run more, uh, more efficiently. That's awesome. So, Greg, back to you. Uh, what is one book or a habit that has changed your life? Just getting up early. 
gradually over years, you know, I've, I've got, uh, I've got four kids, so it's, uh, uh, you know, it's pretty easy to, uh, to get up early from, from that. But, uh, you know, the, the closer you get to that, that 5am club, the, the more, the more time you have in the mornings for, for personal development, um, and, you know, for getting, uh, getting your day organized in order so that you're fresh and clear to go and execute, uh, your day as, as planned. No, that's a good one. So, yeah, I always appreciate those those early mornings, right? Because you get more done before everyone else gets in the office or, you know, before you get into your email. So, Mac, how about you? One habit or book that has changed changed your life? Uh, so, funny enough, it's called Atomic Habits. Uh, it's by James Clear. Um, and it's, it's a really insightful book simply because it just it gives you – sort of things you probably are doing already and then allows you to sort of give a vocabulary to those things. So you're thinking, oh, okay, I'm doing that. Oh, that's what, that's what that is. I need to do more of that or I need to do less of that. So sort of practical strategies on how to break bad habits um, and for, form good ones like uh, using friction to avoid uh, a bad habit, but then also, you know, seeing that there's friction there when you're trying to form a, a better or a good habit. Um, and then, uh, I guess the habit, the, the habit, same sort of thing. It's, it's getting up early in my time. Uh, my habit I like, uh, or the habit that I've sort of found myself in is when I'm in the shower, early morning, I'm up. Uh, it's just myself, the water. Uh, and uh, I'm sitting there just thinking about, you know, what are my intentions for the day? What do I want to get done? What kind of attitude do I want to have? What kind of energy do I want to go into the day with? Uh, and sort of just setting that intention and just fulfilling it throughout the day. Oh, that's good. That's a, it's a great takeaway for some of our listeners. So um, well, the last question for the, for the interview is, um, and I think COVID has, has given us a bunch of time uh, to kind of reflect on where we're at, maybe personally, professionally, you know, with our families, all that type of thing. So what's one thing or two things that you are very thankful for today? It's, uh, it goes without saying, uh, you know, the, the health and, and well-being of uh, uh, of my family and myself, uh, we're, we're still here. We're all good and, and we're moving forward and everyone's, uh, you know, we're together. We're having a great time, uh, both, uh, both at home and, and, uh, you know, within my organization at, at Manula. So just happy to, uh, to still have this opportunity to, uh, you know, share these, uh, these great machines with, uh, with these, uh, current and prospective customers. All right, Mac, what about you? I, I don't mean to repeat, but same thing. I'm in the same boat as Greg. It's really, you know, uh, it, it, it's my fiance, it's my dog, Charlie, uh, it, it's my health, uh, and, and same sort of thing. You know, working for working for a company that really does value their employees, uh, you know, Manulip, they've always provided a very strong foundation. Um, you know, every level is accessible, vertical and horizontal uh, from any sort of standpoint within the organization. So um, having that accessibility to all sorts of different reaches in the company, it's great because it'll, you know, it'll provide you insight. And, uh, and I really, really do value that. Okay, that's great. So if I'm a contractor, and I've been listening to this, and I'm thinking, hmm, you know, I'd like to learn more about a Merlot, and a little bit more about Manulift. Um, what what should I do? What's uh, what's the best way to to um, yeah to to do this? So we of course yeah Grant you've been to our facility uh, we've you know made a pretty significant investment in it and we love uh, to to host folks there uh, so the the best thing to do would be 
to reach out to us on our on our cell phones or shoot us an email if that's more comfortable and and uh, you know we can arrange a time to to host you there and you know we can respect social distancing it's it's uh, it's quite uh, uh, you know a large facility inside and out so we're able to keep our distance and and still give you the full uh, experience in what a merlot machine could uh, could look like for your business and what it could mean for you so we will put your all your contact information in the show notes as far as personal emails and how to get hold of you at the, on a phone and stuff like that. So that's good. Um, anything else before we go, guys? Uh, anything we might have missed um, that you'd love to share with our audience? Uh, I got to say our Instagrams. <laughs> Greg has a fantastic Instagram. He's, uh, he's active on it, and I'm, uh, I'm, say, I'm taking notes from him. So, I mean, please, guys, if you're here, you want to check out uh, uh, some machines, some different attachments on the front of the units, um, different capacities, different reaches. Um, check me out at merlot.mac. That's M-E-R-L-O dot M-A-C-K uh, on Instagram. And, Greg, drop yours. Yep. Yeah, uh, thank you so much, Mac. It is uh, green, G-R-E-E-N dot machine dot Greg. Um, and again, guys, uh, check me out on Instagram. Uh, Grant, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for having us on. And uh, to whoever is listening, uh, like I said, there, it uh, won't cost you anything to come at least have a look uh, and have a conversation about uh, how these machines could make a positive impact on your business. I guarantee you won't regret it. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. Again, I, the reason we had these guys on the on the podcast is because you do need to look at this machine. It is innovative. It does do a lot more than what you think. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to see more of them run around, um, especially in your snowplow business. And, uh, yeah, and just be able to do that. So, again, reach out to these guys. They are passionate about the industry. They're passionate about their piece of machinery. And they've got the machinery that back up their passion. So, again, thank you so much guys i appreciate it and i uh, look forward to seeing you in the future thanks very much thanks so much grant thanks for joining us for this episode of nexter presents we'd love to hear your thoughts as we are new to podcasting we'd love it if you would take a moment to give us a five-star rating and review the podcast and while you're at it don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes if you want to contact us, please visit our website at nextraconsulting.ca.